0: So would you applaud the Lord on Labor Day as you're seated? We got a a great video that I want to share with you. Uh, So let's go ahead and roll that real quick.
1: You are to go to church. Why?
0: Why church attendance? You say, well, Pastor Rogers, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. That's right. You can be saved anywhere. But if you love Jesus, you're going to love what Jesus loves, and he loves the church. The church is not this building. It is the people gathered together. And when you're here this morning, do you know what you're saying, those of you who are in this building this morning? You are saying two things. You may be saying something else, but I'll tell you there are two things that you are saying by being here, living in the light of the soon coming of
1: Jesus Christ. There are two things that you say when you're in that seat this morning. Number one, you're saying God is important to me. Number two, you're saying you other people are important to me.
0: Amen, Amen, church. So, uh, in this, as you know, I don't endorse a lot of preachers, hardly ever. Uh, obviously, I've endorsed Billy Graham. We placed a lot of his stuff here. I listen to a lot of Billy Graham. That's Adrian Rogers. If there's a first and second place in preaching, uh, Adrian Rogers is at the top of the list, man. he's uh, he's He's been uh, a, a one of God's servants for a long time, obviously been home with the Lord for some time now, but Great preaching, um, and and there is something to be said about when we're at church. And obviously, we're in Labor Day, and a lot of people on vacation are trying to squeeze it in as they should. Um, but when you when you come to church, you're also you're not just telling God how much you love Him and His institution, but you love the people who are in the church as well. Uh, so a lot of times, I want to I want to encourage you this way. Because a lot of times you have no idea what impact you have made on the people you sit next to. It is so wonderful to see people in the children's workers and you guys in the in the pews and the people doing all the things and all that. So they, they do a great job. So if you'd applauded one another, it would encourage them. Um, I'm going to tell you a few things. We'll go through the list if you open up your bulletin. Um, the, the way I, since the, the thing I frequent the most is my refrigerator, I thought, <laughs> I thought it'd be easiest if you, if you guys get one of these magnets, stick it on your refrigerator, Whaley, you'll know all things have Bible or pretty dang close to it. Uh, you guys know we got one more week to sign up the men's retreat. This is for sure record turnout on the men's retreat. Uh, so praise God. Come on out um and it get out there friday whenever you can but we're going to start the opening ceremonies at six o'clock um uh, then we go into saturday and it's uh, you know the deal it's it's bibles and um we're eating some food and shooting some clay birds and stuff like that riding some horses try to squeeze in as much as we can uh so so make that if you can guys uh, ladies your day is going to be in october uh at the rankin ranch and that'll be just as fun uh Randy the barber's looking for a couple people to work in the coffee ministry with him so if that's something you're interested in do that. Uh and if your marriage is in good shape, praise God for that. Um and if it isn't, take love and respect class. Um huh? Even if it is. So I got to so Pastor Mark's yelling from the back. Uh I got to tell you something uh I can't tell you how many marriage conferences me and my wife have been to. Uh, and I don't go to them because my marriage is bad. It just, I just go because it, it tunes my marriage up. I'll be real honest with you. Uh, me and my wife are, get along great. We're best friends. Uh, been through everything together. And I uh, wouldn't have it any other way. She's my, she's my favorite. She's my buddy. And, uh, and if that's not – now, just think about that because it seems weird. Because before I was born again, you didn't know how to make a, a relationship work. I could ruin them with the best of them. Right, right. So I had to learn how to, to make a marriage work, and I learned it through a lot of great Christian people. Uh, so if you want to know how to get a marriage to work, take uh, Love and Respect. It starts Wednesday, and I think me and my wife are going to take it again, and we'll see you here. And, and uh, it's a 10-week commitment, and uh, try, try to be here. And, and if, you're, if you're getting ready to get married, it's a great way to, uh, to start out a, a marriage. So praise God for uh, Mark and Jen being here and, and willingness to, uh, to teach that class. So that's awesome. So th- we're going to be talking about, uh, I'm going to give you the definition of, of Labor Day. So, and uh, I, wanna, I wanted to tell you this. Let's break this down here. So Labor Day, we're going to play a video about that and how and, how and why we have that in, in, our, um, in our country. And I'll just let you know the working class people are the backbone and the glue and the fabric that hold this country together. <laughs> Amen? So applaud one another for hard work. There's no substitute for hard work. And let me say this, uh, Brother Carl, I promise you this. Kids, if you want to make a million dollars... You can do that by digging holes, cleaning gutters, welding, or concrete. Because nobody wants to work anymore, so all the tradesmen are going to be well paid as it goes on. Right, right. I, I remember you used to have to have all these kind of degrees and all this stuff to make a lot of money. You could clean gutters and make a million dollars. I promise you, because nobody. And I'm not. I'm trying not to get on my soapbox. It's going to be hard for me to do. But that's a stickler with me. I don't, and I, and by the way, I don't know why we reward slothful behavior. I mean, I don't think you ought to pay uh, somebody uh, if they don't work hard, Uh, and if they're getting lazier, I think you ought to fire them. (laughs) You want me to keep going? I will. Uh, I am not even going to tell you where I was, but I was someplace. and uh, me and Pastor Aaron were in there, and we we're buying some things that I needed to. Uh, we we're buying some vinegar because we we're making some natural spray to spray some weeds at the farm. Anyways, so we go through there, and and for you gray-haired people, there's a self-checkout <laughs> line at every place. There can be there's 25 cash registers, and only two or one or manned. The other are the do the air quotes with me, self-checkout. And if it wasn't for Pastor Aaron, there's no way I'd have done self-checkout because I'm just not sure how to do it all, but he can just buzz right through. Bing, bing, bing. So if you beep something twice and you need it taken back off your ticket, you can look at the two people that work there that are standing next to each other while you work at their store. And I was thinking if I'm working at the store, I ought to be on their payroll. So two of these jugs of vinegar got checked as we were going through, and I'm kind of looking like, oh, I'm just looking around going, what do we do, man? There'll be two people watching, the people that work there watching you, and then when they take it off your ticket, here's what they do. They give you the thumbs up. <laughs> and they're paying people to do this. So do this with me. and You can get a job wherever I was all you got to do? Yep. And then at the end, they do a real difficult thing. They, After you leave, they come over and they take those plastic bags that everybody can't stand and they pull them out so they're ready for the next person to work there. <laughs> do you know of such a place anyway? So, I don't, so did you like my story? I thought it was awesome. <laughs> and I, I'm walking to the truck and I, I'm... I'm blown away. I'm going, I can't believe they pay people to stand there and watch me work. Who's the smart one in this equation? (laughs) Labor Day. Labor Day is defined, labor is defined as work hard and physical, work with great effort. Say this with me, great effort. Nowadays in 2023... effort. I'm going to stand here till somebody says something. Thank you. Go to Acts 20, 35. I got enough mileage out of that. Here we go. So the Apostle Paul's talking about this and, and, and here's his uh, thoughts on this after he's been with Christ and seen how
1: uh,
0: he works and everything. And if you're looking for This to be quoted any other way in the Bible, it's not. In 2035, he's talking to the church in Ephesus. He says, in all things, say that with me, in all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And I I think if we could turn that around... If we could turn this around, people would quit trying to get something for nothing. Amen. Let's pray on that note. No, you guys are nodding out on me. Here we go. Lord, we just pray on Labor Day that we understand what true hard work is. You tell us it's defined by um, great effort. And you paid and did the ultimate effort by dying on the cross for our sins. Uh, so set us free. Uh, from our laziness where we have sinned against you uh, and bless the offering today in Jesus name amen Amen. all right let the basket come by we're going to roll a video and tell you a little bit about Labor Day here we go
1: The Industrial Revolution modernized the United States and Canada during the 19th century. As people enjoyed steady employment, they compromised their rights in the workplace. Longer work hours and pay cuts were imposed. U.S. labor groups began protecting themselves by unionizing. In Canada, unions were illegal until 1872, when thousands of Ottawa laborers marched to Prime Minister John Macdonald's home. That year, Canada wiped the anti-union law from its books, and the march became an annual Canadian tradition. In 1882, Toronto labor officials invited an American union leader, Peter J. McGuire, to Toronto's labor celebrations. McGuire was so impressed that he suggested a workers' parade to New York City's Central Labor Union. He chose September 5th as the date because it filled the long void between July 4th and Thanksgiving. Coincidentally, that same year, a machinist from Patterson, New Jersey, Matthew McGuire, also proposed a laborer's celebration. On Tuesday, September 5th, 1882, thousands of New York City laborers marched from City Hall to Union Square. They gathered in Reservoir Park for an afternoon of picnics, concerts, and speeches, rallying for an eight-hour workday. Two years later, the Central Labor Union moved the parade to the first Monday in September. They also encouraged all U.S. cities to follow New York's lead and march for the working man's holiday. For many, the choice was to either spend the day at work or march without pay. That began to change when Oregon became the first state to legalize the Labor Day holiday in 1887. Other states, including New York, soon followed. It took a political disaster to put Labor Day on the national calendar. In 1894, railway workers in Pullman, Illinois, went on strike to protest wage cuts. President Grover Cleveland faced pressure to end the demonstrations and sent 12,000 federal troops to break the strike. Violence erupted. Two strikers were killed, and Cleveland's harsh methods made headlines. In an attempt to appease the nation's workers, he signed a bill to make Labor Day a federal holiday. Cleveland still lost that year's election. America's workers continued to gain power through the 1950s, when over a third of all labor forces were unionized. Labor Day had become a time to rally workers for safer conditions, fair pay, and benefits. But in the second half of the 20th century, the U.S. labor force diminished. Many factories closed. Jobs were outsourced to other countries. Today, workers still parade through blue-collar neighborhoods on Labor Day, and speeches unite the ever-dwindling labor force but the day's true call has quieted. For now, most Americans leisurely enjoy the holiday as summer's last bow.
0: Amen. So we salute the working man today. Hallelujah. Would you rise with me so we can pray for y'all, all all you wonderful working class families. Lord, we just ask a special blessing on them, Uh, all those who are doing it right and work hard to keep this country free and all those who are teaching the next generation what true hard work is all about. I pray, Lord God, that it never goes out of style. Um, And I pray, Lord God, we have something to give to the next generation. Uh, In Jesus' name, amen. So let's uh, celebrate one another as we are seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to take you to Ephesians chapter 4, and I want to uh, point something out we're going to get to through the scripture and, and be mindful that the Lord's uh, Supper, um, the Lord's Supper is is available today. And When I think about the Lord's Supper, I not only remember the power that we have through what Jesus done, but it also... Bob it gives me an, an opportunity to just kind of do inventory in your heart. If you just kind of touch your heart, you can kind of think about what's going on there through the week. I like just coming to church just to kind of keep myself in check. Am I, any, anybody with me on that just it kind of helps, kind of helps keep me grounded and centered, because a guy like me could we can get out there on some things. Amen. Uh, let me, let's do this here uh, in, in 428 in, in Ephesus. Um, and if James is, is a practical book, um, I want you to know that Ephesians is as well. It says, let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his hands so that he may have, say this with me, so that he may have something to share. Let's, let's just, let's think about that. I just want to have something I can share with somebody. Uh, And you're probably asking for an example, uh, Grindel, so I'll go ahead and give it to you. You don't have to drag it out of me. Um, uh, All these construction workers are out here working, and they're tearing up the streets and doing different things and this, that, and the other. And, uh, you know, sometimes it can be aggravating going around all that stuff. So picture being out on a street, like this on Craig, you know, everybody's, you know, sometimes these guys even get saluted with just one finger. So, <laughs> what I thought I'd do is the Lord put it on my heart since I like donuts. Amen. And Tony's opened another, uh, you know, just another location. I was trying to figure out how to, I mean, it's, it's like it's been sent from heaven, I wasn't sure if that was the new Jerusalem or what. So I went up and I was like, I said, I know being a, a construction worker that these guys would love donuts probably as much as I love donuts. Yeah. So I decided I'd go up and get them a couple dozen of these wonderful little nuggets. And when I brought them out to the guys, I, I brought them out to one of the young guys he had a hard head on it. And he looks at me, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm giving you guys some donuts. And he said, why are you doing that? He says, nobody gives us anything. He said, all they do is cuss us. <laughs> so here's the moral of the story. If you will do exactly the opposite of what the world is doing, you'll be doing what Christ is doing. And wow, what, what, a, what a revelation. I, t- I tell you that just because... It is so true, and I, and I and I wish it wasn't, Lori. Whatever the world is doing is not of God. It's, just, it's not of God. And we, we you can't, be careful. You can't get the world to look like God in any other way than Jesus Christ. You, you can, there's no gray area. It's very definitive the way the world acts and the way Christians act. There's a drab contrast going on here. And I couldn't believe that young man told me that. He said, man, they cuss us. I'm thinking to myself, who, who talks like that? Who has the audacity to look down their nose at someone who's working outside to roll your window down and, and cuss somebody when they're trying to get a job done? Christians don't do that. Christians can't do that and, and tell people that Christ is your Savior. We've all been changed by the blood of Jesus, those who have received Christ, amen? amen. I'm just saying today, man, we got, we got to get this thing right, and our goal is to transform the whole world one person at a time, and we can only do that through the love of Jesus. Would you agree? Amen. Amen. So in this, uh, the Apostle Paul talks a lot about that type of behavior, uh, and we'll cover some of the some of the things here and then get ready for the Lord's supper. So I don't know what's going on in your heart, but you can kind of through this service just be thinking about, you know, hey man, I got I got to adjust something that's going on in my heart cuz you know and and I'll just be honest so I'm saying that in the same breath, you know, like a week or so before, I'm sitting in my car and and I'm thinking when I pull up on my own parking lot, I'm think I'm in the flesh now. Guys, hold your hand up just I'm, 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 think, I'm telling you what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what, man? I hope somebody does say something to me. S- stay with me, man. I'm being honest here. So I'm not going to, I'm not, don't come to church and, and, and hope I'm a sugar coat my life. I'm thinking to myself, Bertley, while I'm on my own parking lot, I hope one of you guys do say something to me. Now, now now the dudes are going now he's now you're finding out what really's up with him, McGrody. I hope that when I get out of my little car, I hope one of you guys do say something to me. And I'm picturing myself walking over to him. Don't act like you wouldn't either. You're walking over there. But the difference is nowadays I got enough Jesus shoved inside this body that he restrains me from the flesh acting out. It doesn't mean I don't want to, but I can't because I've been restrained by the Holy Ghost. And if you even have an inkling of what I'm talking about, say amen. Amen. Somebody with whiskers, amen. (laughs) You know, for me and my family, it wasn't hard to define the difference between a man and a woman. My mom was the woman, and my dad was the man. And if you agree, say amen, and I'll keep preaching. There's no, there's no, there's clarity there on who was who. So we need to quit playing games like we don't know who's who anymore. <laughs> All right, amen. I therefore. Uh, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Did you ever think you'd have to preach that? I never thought. I, Whaley, I never thought I'd have to dis- have to tell you that we don't have to play the game. We know exactly who's who. Amen? Amen. And you you can call it for what it is. It's 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 a bunch of fantasy going on. And read the Bible about fantasy, and God will tell you, don't get involved in it. Because it will take you further down the road than you want to go. Amen. If you can't get past in the beginning, God, you won't get the rest of it. I'll guarantee that. Verse 2. With all humility, gentleness, with patience, and bearing with one another in love eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bonds of peace. There is one body, uh, there is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to you, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Amen. Amen. That means he's around. You look at all the stuff that's created. There's got to be a creator. His name's God. It doesn't matter what you think or what group you're around. He's still there, and he's still almighty and all-powerful. And he's going to reveal himself to everybody one day. So here's the one that I want you to take home. So there's like a couple places in this message you can asterisk, and this will change your life. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Stop there and hold on to this and and, and maybe even close your eyes because I got grace underlined. And if you was just to replace that with favor, you'll understand this. God's favor as born-again believers, he's measured out some to each of us. Now, some, he's got... Little favor, and some he's got giant size favor. And he won't give you any more favor than, than what you can handle. And if you use what he's given you, he'll fill the tank back up. But if you haven't used it, he's not going to give you any more because you wasn't responsible. You wasn't responsible with what he's already given you. No different than what you do with your kids Or anybody that's a tradesman ever tried to uh, give an apprentice something. Give an apprentice something. You're like, all right, here's what I want you to do. Just don't fall asleep. (laughs) Go, get back. If you don't screw that up, we'll give you something else. And then as they do better and better, guess what they get? It's called a raise. It's called a raise. And you don't just get it just because you're cute. You have to perform to get a raise. And if you do bad, we got another thing we call. It's called getting fired. (laughs) Amen. 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 If you're not doing the job, we'll get somebody to replace you. See, you ain't going to get an amen in 2023. We just keep kicking the can down the road and just keep paying them people that go with great effort. Remember this one? (laughs) We reward that now. You shouldn't reward slothful behavior. Read Proverbs and it'll straighten you out. All right, so we're getting back to the favor. So if you use the favor that God has given you, he'll give you more and use it for his glory. Verse eight, it says, therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and gave gifts to men. And remember this, you tell your neighbor, if you don't want your favor, I'll take it. I can be done eating, I'm on my diet, I'm on target, and I'm, and my wife said, "You want some of this?" I'm like, "No. No, I, say this with me, guys. I'm full. <laughs> I'm full till I found out she had ice cream in the basement last night.. <laughs> I was done. I had three bowls of cereal. I'm going to bed and everything. I was like, I was like, "Maybe you got any ice cream? And she, she's like, Well, I got some up here, you know. And I'm like, No, do you got like ice cream cones? You know, the ones that are ready to go and they got caramel in the middle and all that. I need to know if you have that. Hallelujah. Oh, it was. It was like a revival when I went down there and opened that freezer.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Um, verse eight, it says in saying he ascended, what does it mean that, but that he also descended into the lower regions, of the earth. He who descended is the one who ascended far above the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave apostles and prophets and evangelists and shepherds and teachers. You know what he gave them for? So they could teach the group that they're working with. And these are the things we're supposed to teach the people we're working with. Teach them about Christ. Teach them about God. Teach them about the power of the Holy Spirit. Teach them the difference between right and wrong. Here's how he says it. To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Tell your neighbor you're a bodybuilder. Do this now. This means you're swole. Oh, yeah. My daughter told me, don't ever do that, Dad, again. (laughs) You ever find out? You're definitely not as cool as you think you are when you got younger people living. You're like, Dad, don't ever do that again. That was really not good. (laughs) I don't know if she thought it was going to blow a muscle or what, or just... Uh, verse 13, until we attain the unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to measure the stature of the fullness of Christ. And then he says, so that we're no longer be children tossed to and fro by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Look at me, everybody up here. You know when the winter comes, they're getting ready to crank the machine back up, aren't they? There's going to be new drugs and new ways of masking and spacesuits. It's a coming. Just remember I told you, it's a coming. We got, it's all new, isn't it? We got something new that's coming. It's coming. It's going to get you. I remember, do you, anybody remember when the bird flu came out? What happened to the bird flu? The flu away. Rather, speaking in truth and love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head and the Christ. So we're trying to grow up. And sometimes it takes some people longer than other people to grow up in Christ. Would you agree? Amen. Just say boy howdy if you got one in your family. Oh, Lord, sometimes they they take two prayers. And the mom's always got something clever to say about the, uh, the what do you call the, the project child? This is my, they call him, this is my special one. They just don't know what to say about the child. He's indescribable. That's what my mom said about me. She said, I was I was the project child. (laughs) Amen. Uh, Verse 16, from the whole body joined and held together in every joint with its which it is equipped. When each part is working properly. So when you come and I come and we get together and we do these things, the, the children's and the youth and the coffee and the pillows and the boxing and all these different things, the body's working together. and We're singing and all that. The body starts to work together. And we all look a little different, but we all need each other. Amen to that. It makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Now, this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their mind. They are darkened. This is one. This is the other one I want you to asterisk here. Verse 18. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because their ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart. Dude, the heart, you're, man, remember before you was born again how hard your heart was? Some of the things that you said and some of the places you went and some of the nasty language that you, your heart got calloused. And then your mind got dark and everything was dark and everything you ran around with people that all talked the same way and did the same thing. and you, It's just kind of like a big hate group, wasn't it? Yeah. That's what he's talking about here. He said, you got to grow out of that. Your heart is hard, and the only one that can change your heart is Jesus Christ, and the only institution in the world that's in the heart-changing business is God's church. Hallelujah. All right, here it is. He, 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 uh, he extends this. He says, they have become calloused and give themselves up to sensuality, greed, uh, to practically any kind of impurity. And then he, as, as you slide down, we're, we're working towards the bottom of the chapter here. He says to put off the old self which belongs, uh, <laughs> hold on for a second, which belongs to the former manner of life and is corrupt. It's got deceitful desires and on and on and on. And uh, I don't know about your old self. I don't, I'm not sure what it looks like, but... Jesus died to put the old manner of life away. And, uh, and then he put us and created us in the likeness of God through Jesus, through righteousness and holiness. Verse 25, therefore, having put away falsehood, and rise with me, if you will. I just got a couple of verses that I'm going to set you up for the Lord's Supper as I bring Pastor Mark forward. I want you to listen to this, and, and, uh, and Carol, if you would, please. Listen to this. Every time you give in to fleshly desires, whether it be speech or action or everything, the devil knows which button to use on you and your family Amen. because he can activate you. Hallelujah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Havy, all I got to do is talk about this, and then Havy's going to get—he's going to—he's going to get a reaction. In yep. and, and, and Mama Bear. We know we shouldn't talk about your children. Let God handle those who persecute you. It's important that through all of this stuff that we're going through in society right now is that we model Christ like behavior even to the weirdest people you can imagine. I got to go back to it again, J.D. I just call them head scratchers. Do this with me right here. Just scratch your head. I can't. can't. Pastor Jay, just scratch your head. You I, I. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I don't think I've seen that. Me and my wife can go home each week and we sit down in our chairs and we pray and we drink coffee and read our Bibles and somewhere, time the devil will come up and push somebody into some other craziness. Ridley, and you can just scratch your head going, I don't think I've seen that before. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. And then he gifts wraps it for human consumption. And you buy it hook, line, and sinker. Let's see what he says about this. We put away the falsehood, verse 25. Speak the truth with his neighbor. 26, be angry and do not let the sin, do not let, uh, and do not sin and do not let the sun go down on your anger. Amen. Oh, don't do that. I told you how long you could carry it out. I've seen husbands and wives carry out anger for a long time. They go to bed each night. Well, I'll tell you what, I can last longer than you do. Do that with me. Like, well, well, I, I just probably won't talk to her. Guys, that's a, that's a, that's a loser. You're going to fold up like a lawn chair. Girls can hang out there a lot longer being mad than a dude can. Come on, guys, look at me for a second. Well, Lamontis, I'll just never talk to her again. Oh, I'm not, look at me, we're not divorcing. But I'm going to tell you what. That's what a relationship looks like when you haven't resolved it before you went to bed. You may not fix it, but you just know, you, you know what? I love you, babe. We'll talk when we get up and we get to love and respect you. We'll learn all that. There ain't nothing in the world more important than your spouse, I promise you that. Amen. Only Jesus Christ, that spouse has to be first all the time. Tell my wife that ten times a day. Not necessarily she she knows that, but i want I want to affirm that in her spirit that she's everything to me, every dang thing in the world, everything and you need to feel that way about your spouse and if you don't you need to, you need to get on your knees and God will bring that to you and, I, and I'll just I'll help all you guys out before you leave but watch this the grass ain't greener anywhere else uh, where's that at oh 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 do that oh if I, if I just had him if I just had her I'm not even going to preach on it anymore because it's too silly don't fall on that trap let no corrupting talk come out your mouth but only what is good for what building up as it fits this occasion Pastor Mark and Jen are going to go through this for 10 weeks and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God I'll leave it there Whatever you do, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't quench it. Don't, 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 don't put out the fire. If somebody's shouting about Jesus, just fan the flame. Don't throw a wet blanket on their deal. They're excited about Christ. They're glad that they came. Their family's on fire for Christ. They're doing well. Don't try to stop me. Don't try to stop me. Hey hey! Why would you want to stop somebody shouting about Jesus? I want to get on board. I want, what did Dan, what did he do in your life? And you tell me, and I get fired up. And fire up your kids, get them excited about Christ. All right, let's get ready for the Lord's Supper. We're going to pray. Pastor Mark, you already know this, but only believers are supposed to take the Lord's Supper only for believers you're only supposed to take the Lord's Supper if you got your your stuff together so to speak well man I'd like to have my stuff together here's how you get your stuff together you just pray as a saint you just say God I I know I've sinned against you I know I've acted like a fool I was I was kind of acting like Pastor Pat was talking about, wishing someone would say to me so I could just go off on him. I want to get that out of my heart. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be... Diane, I don't want to be a nasty person. I want to be a person that loves Jesus. I want to exemplify that. And then for you non-believers, if you've never been saved, man, can I tell you something? Being born again is the greatest thing in the world. There isn't anything better, Bruce, in the world than being born again. Nothing, nothing, nothing could be better than being born again. Nothing, nothing. Phillips, nothing in the world could be better than being born again and having a family who loves Jesus. It's the greatest thing in the world. Oh, man, when, you're, when, when you and your family's on fire for Jesus, it's a great thing. I'm going to pray for you right now. Maybe Maybe it's you or maybe you have family members who ain't saved. Boy, that would that'd be dangerous to run around and think that some of your family members ain't saved yet. Let's pray for them right now. Lord, I want to pray for those family members that are represented here today that ain't born again. I just couldn't imagine, Lord, having children and, and grandchildren who don't love Jesus. I can't imagine it. And I know there's probably somebody here today who's got a family member that's not saved. I want to pray for them today. That their child gets saved. The day gets saved today. Maybe today's the days for salvation for you, mom or dad. Would you like to give your heart to Christ? Would you like to repent and receive the goodness of God? I sure would. Just say, oh Jesus, come into my heart. I want to be born again. I want to be ready for this Lord's Supper today. I want to be involved. I want to get on the team. I give God the glory for for cleansing me of my past and anything that might come to my future. In Jesus' name.